Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a special Traffic Sales and Profit <laughs> extra bonus episode of Pillow Talker, Dr. Boyson, Dr. Alicia Watkins. We are down in Atlanta at the uh, Traf Traffic Sales and Profit Conference with Lamar Tyler and Ronnie Tyler, two of our amazing friends that we have. And um, we were just chilling in the hotel room, and we did a Pillow Talk earlier. Some of y'all were even in there. Uh, and earlier, you know, we were talking about uh, this phenomenon with Passport Brothers running down to Columbia getting killed. Uh, so apparently guys are uh, packing their suitcases and going to other countries looking for greener pastors. And they are finding that they're getting drugged and robbed and killed and kidnapped because Colombian men don't take well to people that are engaging in anything that even appears to be sex tourism. Anyway, if you want to hear that episode, uh, you can go to uh, Spotify or Apple and look up Boyce Watkins, the Dr. Boyce Breakdown, and you can find that episode that we did. But now we want to talk about this other video that I saw that went kind of viral, and it has to do with uh, a brother who was really upset. He was really livid because his wife would not uh, make dinner for him. And um, did you see that video, babe? I did see the video. You going to play it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to find it. Let me, let me try to find it. So, so why don't you tell me? Just let's talk about that, right? So, I, I'll describe it as I as I load the clip. So, apparently, there was a brother who refused to uh, make dinner for his. Oh, sorry, his wife refused to make dinner for him. He just worked a 13-hour shift, and he was really, really mad about it. And uh, he so he decided to record it, I guess, because somehow magically putting things on the internet makes your relationships better. And um, a lot of people had a lot to say about it. And I was curious what my wife's relationship therapist would have to say about it. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, there's a lot of problems between the two of them, clearly. Mm, okay. I mean, it's not about the dinner. Mm. You know, it, it, I bet you from looking at that clip, and did you cue it up yet? I'm, I'm going to cue it You're up. You're going to cue it up. Okay. So I think, okay, so when you want to look at this clip, you get the impression that they have a lot of problems brewing between the two of them. Mm, okay. Like, it's not just about that dinner. Like, there's a whole lot of things happening between the two of them, both of them together, where they just, mm. like, are um, not getting along. So it's never just about the dinner. It's not just about the dinner. Okay. Uh, by the way, can you guys <laughs> hear us? Give us a quick yes in the chat if you can hear us okay. Let us know if you can hear us because we can't really see any comments appear on the screen, but I know you guys are in here. It tells us that there there's a lot of you in here, but I can't I can't see your comments. So give us a quick yes. Let us know you can hear us okay. And I'm gonna play this clip. Also give me a yes to let me know you can hear this clip. So uh let's <laughs> let's play this and, and then I'd like to get your, your guys' thoughts on this. And then I wanna hear from my wife, the relationship therapist, on this one. I'm gonna kinda save my opinion for later. Here we go. So you mean to tell me? I just pulled a 13-hour shift. And I ain't got no food to come on to? Huh? Why you get something on your way home? Why you don't have to record it for your raggedy cooking? Look. I just pulled a 13-hour shift. You being my wife, I pay all the bills in here. All the dishes clean, your clothes clean. Why? What? You, you don't you don't fish me no lunch for my for, for my job. You eat? You work from home. 
Okay, I, I can't come home to a full cooked this meal. Is that I had from last night. But I'm saying I I can't come home to a full cooked meal. What what we married for? What we married for? I'm not your mama. I'm your wife. Your dishes clean. Your clothes clean. Your clothes. You always got to clean clothes when you go to work, don't you? Can you stop recording me? I can't come home to a full course meal. Working all these long goddamn hours. I can't come home to a full course meal. Huh? I just knew I was gonna come home and have have some food on the goddamn stove. Hmm. And now you playing, man. You playing. You, you playing. Well you playing. What the hell we get married for? You been doing for like two or three months, man. What is it? I can't get no food when I come to the house. So what do you guys think? Um, in, in one sentence or less, put your comments in the chat. And I'm going to turn to my wife, uh, Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, you are the relationship therapist in this relationship. Um, so I'm going to let you give your take first. Okay, so he comes home. He's expecting uh, dinner on the table. And she's been doing this for several months. He worked long hours and he is not, he's not at all concerned about the fact that the house is clean. He's not at all concerned about um, the fact that his clothes have been washed and put away, which is a big feat, by the way. All of those things take a lot of time and effort. She actually works from home. His biggest thing is that he wants to make sure there's a hot meal on the stove and he comes home and he's very angry about it. And how he expresses his anger is in that way. And I'm not certain if his approach to him being disappointed is the necessarily the correct way to approach it. Now, on for her, on the receiving end, she's just heated up something from yesterday, right? She works from home. So clearly it wasn't like she had a lot of spare time on her hand. Because I know we know what it's like to work from home, right? Mm -hmm. So she's just, he's coming home and he's asking about, where's my dinner? And instead of getting an empathetic response from her to him to say, oh, baby, I know you're hungry. I just heated up something from yesterday. Let me see if I can help you. Let me see if I can, instead of her, she responds with, well, you should have got something on your way home from work. It's almost like, she's like, I don't really care. You're on your own. I'm not your mother. I'm not going to sit here and, and baby you. You're a grown man. Go ahead and get something on your way home. I had to work all day. There are things that are clean there are things that i have done why don't you pay attention to the things that i have done so that's what it sounds like the two of them are having conflict in that way and they're not good at addressing it in the way where it makes the other person want to listen mm, okay so that's what i have to say so so you were saying that it's a lot of times it uh, um it's not just about the dinner like the, there's something deeper i mean i mean if you listen carefully you'll notice that he says Something to the effect of like you've been doing this for two or three months. Two or three months. What right. happened two or three months ago right. that made her stop? <laughs> you know that makes you think about what what? that song. Early in the morning, I put breakfast, breakfast at, at your, your table, table and made sure that your coffee, coffee. has this. And yeah, I remember, and, I and I wonder how appreciative he is of her and mm. some of the stuff. So there's a, definitely a lack of appreciation. And a lack of gratitude in this relationship. 
And you say the juice is sour. <laughs> it used to be so sweet. And I can't help but she's like, I'm not your superwoman. You're talking about me. No, I mean, but really that that so so that what what brought up my spidey senses was the the change in behavior. It'd be different if she was always lazy. I personally I'm gonna say this. I you know, I what got do you mean lazy? I, well, I would say this, I, you know what? You are hardworking. She did. You she are did hard... the laundry. Laundry is a lot of work. Yo, look, I'm married <laughs> to the woman in my dreams who is um who reads 22 books a year, not as many as Cat Williams, <laughs> but 22 books a year. Who is who gets up at five in the morning to go work out? Who sees clients all day? Writes cutting edge research papers and is one of the best in the world in her field. But at seven o'clock every night. I smell dinner cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, but you would never come to me like that. You would never do that, boy. Well, I probably wouldn't give you a hard time. Yeah, sometimes you I'll would. I've never let. Let's see. In the thirty years I've known you, I don't think you've ever given me a hard time. Just in general, that's true. But you, in the entire time we've been married and dating, I don't. I've never gotten that response out of you. Well, you know what? No, I because because I I respect. Like I don't have a I don't know I don't know where these guys come from who have a problem with women that are doing things other than just taking care of the house. You know, like I, I don't I don't understand these guys that don't understand that women work hard. You know, sometimes your wife is tired and you want to be an asset in the life of the person you care about. But I am old school in the sense that look, if you don't cook dinner, we we doing Uber Eats every night because I can't cook. Boys, you can cook. Why do you say that you can I'm cook? sure. I'm sure that if I took a cooking class, I can learn it like everybody else. But I, Wait, but, but I don't want to. I, I don't get want your to. point. I just like, just like. But you, I want to say, just like you can easily take out the garbage. It ain't hard. Just pick it up, and carry it out. I, there. I often and, take and out you, the garbage. You, you've done it when I when, you, when I'm out of town. You take out the garbage, but when you are in town, you don't. And your mama. Your mama will fill up the trash can, pull the bag out, put it next to the trash can, and wait she for sure me to will. come and get it. Yeah, she like, want to steal because, that because me. because that's her subtle way of saying this is the man's job. Okay, well, what I'm I get it, but what I'm saying is that I can take the trash out and I do, although that's not my primary job. However, you can cook and you have cooked. I don't want and to. it has been. I know you don't want to, but you have done it and it has been delicious. Y'all don't know. Boyce is good at every. I don't think people understand what it's like being married to you. I really wish I could talk about this more often. But Boyce is good at everything. He don't even be trying to do stuff the right way. We went golfing one day, not even knowing. And Boyce was like killing it in golf. You kill it in everything. Everything you do, you do such a wonderful job. at. And I know it's the same way for cooking. Oh, I've been playing golf in VR. I got to show you all this. <laughs> I have a, you got me, she got me a MetaQuest 3 for Christmas. And so I've been playing golf in like the virtual reality space. And I, I am quite the golfer in the, in the fake world. Uh, but anyway, uh, anyway, world. anyway, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're talking about this guy uh, who's married to this woman who refuses to make him dinner and he comes home he's very upset about the fact that she didn't cook anything um she's eating a piece of dried up crusty ass pizza and then when he says you didn't give me no food and she hands him a, a bite of her pizza i you know oh, okay where's so, the gratitude she offered him pizza you hungry you here take stop. some of my pizza i did not like no, for real i know i did not like any of that there was nothing i'm gonna I'm speak as the man i'm the only man that's but here. at least i'm the only man that's here let me speak I, i'm gonna go tried. ahead i'm gonna go ahead and try to speak on behalf of, of a lot of men everything i saw in that video was just horrible empathetic <laughs> and and here's the thing she does work from home for sure but he said i pay all the bills 
right? So that means that her work ain't helping the household. She's selfish. She's taking the money and using it for herself. Okay, we don't know if she's selfish. We don't under, we don't know. There's other things that maybe she's spending, taking her money and investing it. We okay. don't know what their arrangement is, okay? So we can't assume that. Now, what he should have said, okay, let's just take it from him. We'll start with him. Instead of taking his phone out and recording this inter exchange and putting it online and having us talk about it, mm, what he should have said was, hey, I need to talk to you about something. It, do you have time to talk? Let me know when you have time to talk. Because before you give a complaint, because he's he's he has his right to complain. Like, you're married to somebody, you have the right to complain about them. You don't have the right to criticize, and you definitely don't have the right to put somebody down. But you have the right to complain. And before you complain, he has to get permission. Hey, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind. Let me know when it's a good time to talk. And of course, when she's done with her pizza, <laughs> she may say, yes, I want to talk to you. And he could say, hey, I really appreciate the fact that you did the laundry. I absolutely appreciate the fact that it's nice and clean in here. And I totally understand and appreciate the fact that you contribute to the household. You have your own job during the day. However, there's something that I want to talk to you about. And if he said to her, after making, acknowledging all of the wonderful stuff that she's done, and then said, you know what? I, would, I noticed for the past couple of months when I come home, you usually have dinner cooked but dinner's not cooked. And that is so important to me. It would make me feel so loved and special and appreciated if you had dinner cooked for me to my liking. Is that something that you can do? And maybe he works six days a week or five days a week. Maybe they can sit down and have a conversation about that in a way that's respectful, not yelling at her and approaching her in that way and taking his phone out and recording because she's like, could you stop recording me? Like, I don't want to be recorded. Okay. So that's what he could have done. On her end of it, what she could have done was put the pizza down, stopped what she was doing, and turned to him. She could have turned to him and said, okay, come on, sit down, talk to me. I see that you're upset. Please have a conversation with me. What's happening? And then, then he can kind of like get everything off his chest and she could listen and say, okay, I appreciate it. I understand that having dinner on the table is important to you. That's how you know you've listened. Maybe she can tell a story about why dinner wasn't on the table for the past two months. What happened? Something clearly happened. We don't know what it is, but whatever it is, then she could, they could have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation where it leads to better understanding and connection and intimacy instead of divisiveness, which it seems like that's what happened by recording her, putting her online, and making it the worst situation. Mm. Okay, so, so my take on this yes. is that... <laughs> Um, everything you said makes sense. It sounds like it's a better approach than what we saw in the video. Um, you know, I think if he were my he were my, my friend, I'd probably say I think something else is going on. I think that you know, if her behavior has changed in that way, um, there's something to be concerned about because I think women show love through cooking for men. I think women, the same way men want to protect, real men want to protect. They like to provide. When a man stops wanting to protect. That stops wanting, stops wanting to support you in certain ways. That that really says he's checked out, right? So I kind of feel like a woman who doesn't fulfill that natural instinct to nurture and serve and feed, like even women that don't even know you, like if they know you're hungry, they want you to eat. And there's something loving about food, you know. Just mm -hmm. like just like a man who's doing well financially, 
he want, a generous good man wants to be financially supportive of other people you know like i like i like i love being a generous man you know i think it's i think there's nothing wrong with it i think that's what a leader does you know and so ultimately i think there's something deeper going on um i think the second piece is you know i would i don't know i'd, I'd probably ask like so how did this happen how did we end up in this situation because you know if if this is the wife you chose and she's not giving you what you want something happened clearly something happened yeah we don't know what it is because it's a excerpt of a interaction between two people we have no history about what's going on but something happened i guarantee you something happened yeah and he kept saying um you know about what we married for and so in a way it is interesting because she didn't really seem to react to that you know it was, so it was almost like she's like well do whatever you want to do Mm -hmm. you know, you, so something you happened. Wanna, yeah, yeah. You something happened okay. and that, that deeply hurt her in some way. Mm. Where it just, she just was like, "I'm just not gonna focus on him in this mm -hmm. moment." Something, something occurred. Yeah, I agree with you, Andrea. She should have brought up what was bothering her. Yeah, it seemed like something was bothering her because she just seemed like she just didn't care. Yeah, and, and I, I would say this too. I think it's generally just a bad idea to, to like blast your relationship problems on the internet, though. Mm -hmm. As if somehow everybody on Twitter gossiping yeah. or talking about your well, mm -hmm. situation is going to make it better. It really doesn't. Yeah, but I just wonder, um, it, it, he did it out of frustration. And mm. he seemed to be really upset with her. Mm. And and she didn't seem to be, she seemed to be very ambivalent, very indifferent about him being upset with her. She was very, she was kind of dismissive well, in know, her response to him, well, we which is it, not good. It is interesting. I mean, maybe him recording her is... His cry for help. I mean, yeah. we got we got women all over the internet going online talking about he abused me. Look at what he did to me, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what men are doing. Maybe some men are saying, you know, look at how she's treating me. I'm being nice to her because because women women emotionally abuse men all the time, just like men can emotionally and physically abuse women. Men just don't get as much physical. Oh abuse. my God! Yes, they do, boys. You'd be so surprised how much physical abuse is happening against men from women it's way more it's underreported but we're thinking in in our world the therapy world we're thinking that it happens way more often than um is reported mm. yeah. well by the way everybody you're listening to pillow talk with dr boyce and dr alicia watkins my name is dr boyce watkins this is my wife dr alicia watkins uh, dr alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work her website is coachingwithdralicia.com and uh if, if you want to go see what she does she sees clients and has courses and stuff like that. So feel free to go take a look at that. Also, I have a book called Financial Love Making. So if you're interested in how money and love work together, when I was on the faculty at Syracuse University, I wrote this book. And uh, it, it can give you some insights and guidance, things to look out for, uh, ways to sort of merge your assets in ways that feel good. Uh, that's the subtitle of the book. So feel free to go to drboysbooks.com to get 30% uh, off the book. You can use the code word book club, all one word, use the code word book club. Okay, so um, so today uh, we mentioned earlier we're, we're at the Traffic Sales and Profit Conference and and, we, <laughs> and Master P was in in the building. So that's me and Master P and that's Steve Harvey's daughter, who is a very intelligent, very articulate uh, woman. I really enjoy talking to her. And uh, and then also we read this really startling story. We talked about this earlier. Uh, it's on our podcast on Spotify about the Passport Brothers, and apparently there are guys going over to Colombia getting killed. Literally getting um, getting drugged and and robbed and killed and so uh, yo if you are a passport brother if you are uh, you Do know passport brothers listen to you anymore 
Maybe um, they stopped. Well, they listened to me enough to complain about me, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I thought they all boycotted you when you got married. They were all like, boys no, got married. They, they didn't all do that. Leave no, no, no. I know. I mean, because I'm friends with a lot of those guys. I mean, because okay. I understand them. I understand them better than you do. How? I got. Because, I know a lot of Passport Brothers very no, intricately, by no, the way. <laughs> right, right. I understand them better than you because I understand the frustrations that black men do have with black women. Well, didn't but, I but just the, say the, that? The difference is that there's men who are frustrated who understand that that's just the price you pay to be committed to the community because we're all flawed black men and black women. We all went through this thing called slavery and we're all a little bit messed up. So mm-hmm. they're the men who will work through it. And then the, the men who won't. Right. And I just try to encourage guys don't give up. Like tr- let's try to understand our women. These are our women. And I really interpreted the passport brothers going over to Columbia and getting, you know, robbed and drugged and, and killed and kidnapped I mean, this one brother got kidnapped and then they killed him. Uh, you know, I, I, I interpret that as Colombian men protecting, you know, look, kind of looking at their women a certain way. Like, wait, what are you doing over here? You're you're a gringo and you're black. Like, people don't even know that South there are a lot of South American people who are very racist. So when your black ass, you know, your black American ass comes over here with a couple of dollars in your pocket thinking you're just going to pay $50 and swipe left and be sleeping with our women and, and then just acting like it's no big deal. There are people that will exploit you and harm you in, so you, as, in retaliation. So you think there are men behind this, or you don't? Think yes. It's, so, because I was, it sounded like to me there are women behind it too. I think that there can be women behind it for sure, but I truly believe that you just think that there's men who are I, putting women up to do this. For what I have learned in my research about how these rings work, a lot of times there is a male back there. There's some sex trafficking, prostitution. Okay. You know, women being controlled by some. Oh. Now, not to say that there's always a man behind it. Sometimes it's, it is women, literally originating everything or whatever. Okay. But in many cases, yeah, there's like a, an operation. It's like a ring. So they're like, okay, we're gonna put all of y'all on Tinder, you know, looking good, and get all these little dumb American simp's with, with money in their pocket to start, you know, picking you, and they'll meet you at the club. When they, you know, when they get vulnerable, we're gonna put something in their drink, and that's oh. when we're gonna go get our money. Like I just feel they make it into a whole business because it's like the passport brothers like had us, they had a problem and then there was a solution, you know, and it seems like that was working pretty well, but now it looks like their solution to their problem and their problem is westernized thinking and ideology and um, modern women is their issue, right? And they have solutions to this issue, and the solutions is now getting messed up. What are they now to do? Well, you know, that's that's really you know, like a hard situation to be in. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with guys having a passport. Like I always say, every black man should have a passport and a portfolio. I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, you know what? I, listen, I'm not talking about passport, passport. I'm talking about right. I'm not talking about passport leisure trap. I'm talking about passport brothers. Well, no, that's but, what I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. But I get it. But, All right, there's right, two and, different and, but definitions. Me, but I get okay. It, you gotta let me. You gotta let me finish my thought now. Okay. Um, you know, but I think every man should have their passport, and I don't think we have a right to judge what men do with that passport. They're mm-hmm. gonna just like women have girls trips and girls gone wild, and Stella got a groove back. Whatever they feel like, right? They men, do. men have their experiences too, and I'm not judging that. Yeah. But I think that a man who wants to be successful has to be strategic in terms of understanding, like if you're trying to build something and protect something and grow something. You have to know how to be smart about what you expose yourself to. So when you're exposing yourself to all these gorgeous women that look all, 
you, you're like, and then you come back to America and you say, oh, but they're so feminine and inspirational and loving. You know, they're just like Kevin Samuel said. And next thing you know, that lady done put something in your drink and you done got drugged and your booty holes hurting and they done took all your money. And, you know, or, and, and then in some cases, these people are dying because apparently the drug that they're using, uh, I think it's called scap- scapo- scapoline or something. Yeah. It, they call it the devil's breath. Yeah, it's really terrible. It's very powerful. Yeah, it's really terrible that, um, you know, I, as I was saying before in the other podcast, it's like the Passport Brothers are looking for love or looking for something that they need, that they feel like they can't get here, that's lacking here. And they go somewhere else looking for looking for that tenderness and looking for that certain type of woman that they feel like they can't get here. Mm-hmm. And they're running into some issues now. And it just makes me feel like in somewhere deep inside there but they must gotta be very frustrated you know just by the world that they live in and i think it's it's really saddening and it's pretty depressive just to think about that it's not liberating to live in the world where you feel like you can't trust anybody you can't trust the modern women here in america you feel like you can't trust now you feel like you can't even go overseas with your passport and trust some of the women there because you could be um, a target and so you just live in this life where you just feel like you can't really lower your guard. You can't really trust anybody around you. And it's got to be a really tough world to live in to feel like you can't trust anybody. And, and But even though you can't trust, deep down inside, you want to be able to open up. You want to have that intimacy and you can't have it because all of these trust issues, rightfully so, because clearly they are in pain and they clearly have a lot of unfortunate situations in their life where they feel like they were done wrong and I just think that they all get together and they get online and they're together and they have externalized their problems and that's the thing that's the main issue it's just that part of the no matter what situation that you're in you have to be able to deconstruct some of that and to say you know what some of it is me not everything are we can just put a big fat label on all of the problems going on with me right now in dating. You can't just say it's because of modern women and it has nothing to do with you. Like some of it is you. And I think that's the challenge for passport brothers. Maybe this is a wake up call for passport brothers to be able to say, you know what, what is it about me? What is it that I'm not adjusting to? What is it in my thinking that I need to reconsider in order for me to be able to open up and trust again. Mm. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that there, I, I know, again, because I know some of, some of the guys are in this space. I know them I think, too. I think at the very least, I think that they um, would be able to be logical enough to know how to protect themselves. And that's why, you know, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I can judge somebody's relationship and dating choices, but I can say that, just like they, the the way I would look at it is like this, right? So I want y'all to let me know if you understand where I'm coming from. You guys know I'm a finance guy, and finance is about investing. And one thing about investing is that you have to vet the things you invest in. And the thing about investing that a lot of people don't know is that most investments that you make don't involve money. Most of the risks that you take do not involve money. So when you decide to swipe left on Tinder with some girl that looks good, that you just met, you know, literally five minutes ago, and then you lay down with her, you're investing in this person. You're exposing yourself to risk. You know, this woman can uh, can rob you. She can rape you. She can, or get you raped anyway, get you, uh, Cardi B said that they used to do that to people. Uh, she can drug you. She can steal your money. 
she could um you know she could call the police and say this man assaulted me and and have to have you in jail that night so you're taking a big risk and so to mm-hmm. me just like any other investment you got to vet it you know you you shouldn't be thinking about trying to sleep with a girl you met an hour ago um you know give it a give it a couple of weeks give it two or three weeks i mean you know most scamming women like that aren't gonna wait you know they're not gonna lure you in over a two or three month period but oh, you'd be surprised they probably got like five or six men on rotation and so they true. work in one and it, who knows who knows who's behind the screen sending the messages back and forth oh, these dudes you never fish. know what it is it, they could they have a system that's so true and, yeah. and, and you know and really you got to feel sorry for them because some somebody some of these guys you know some of these guys ran you know rode the little bus to school you know like oh, t- no. some of no really some <laughs> of them are mad because the women the women that they want don't want them and the reason uh-huh. the women may not want them is because some of them are just losers who are just mad you know jealous frustrated angry like wait i wanted to date this girl you know she was a 10 i'm a four and because she don't want me like i think it's because well she thinks she's too good to date you know a ups driver whatever no that's not it she would date a ups driver but maybe you're just not up to her level you know and and what i always say i'm gonna tell you i heard the bit you you didn't agree you th- you kind of made fun of me but i heard a pimp on youtube who gave the best dating advice ever for men oh no i, I like love i thought it was great you know what he said he said don't date the woman you like make sure that you date the woman that likes you now now he did not say it exactly like that i'm fixing his quote he said he said don't pick the woman you like pick the woman that likes you i'm gonna say i didn't like i'm that. gonna say pick the woman who also likes you and what does that mean Okay, also like Yes, you. what does that I, mean? But let me explain. Let me I got to break it down for you, Lord Jesus. You got okay. to let me break this down. Go ahead. If you pick somebody that likes you, you're getting reciprocity. You that's how you avoid being the simp in the situation. Who in the hell made this uh, came up with this ridiculous idea that we're supposed to chase around people who don't want us? Men will do that though. We'll be like, oh, look at her booty. Oh my god, she's so pretty. And this girl will send you every signal on earth that she's not interested in you. And and you will ignore the woman who really wants you, so you can chase the woman who doesn't want you. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like statements like that because I think it's misleading, and I don't think that we need to have statements like that. Mm. I think that the real, the statement should be, just date somebody where there's mutual uh, love and affection. Okay, that's <laughs> let's a, just let it go I, there. I, I kind of feel and like we you, said the same thing though. Yeah, but I. The way it sounded was a little mm-hmm. twisted for me. I just didn't. I'm gonna tell you the off. truth. When 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 I decided I wanted to be with you, that was because I'd always admired you. I always thought you were beautiful. I was so happy to be with you. But I said, hold that up, is boys. Crazy. I said, hold you up, are boys. So crazy. Yes, I put you for on saying a, that. I put you on a fucking. Pedestal. I had y'all just don't know. I had no idea, boys. You gave me no indication. Did I you? Know, I know. Even it's my fault. But look at that. Look at how pretty this lady is, right? So so I I, I saw you through those years and I saw all those so NFL funny. and NBA players chasing you down and all that. And and honestly, <laughs> as a young man, I didn't know how to compete with that. Because I I'm not tall, I'm not flashy, I don't even know how to dance. So I didn't know. I mean, not a lot of women are not interested in the smartest guy. They want to date these stupid thugs and all this other stuff. But I didn't know I just I just didn't think about it at that time, right? So so and then by that time, you know, you you met somebody else. So I wasn't gonna 
interfere with that. But but the Wait, long, okay. But long story there short, be, let's let the, let's let everybody I, got, know. I want to be careful though, because I because I don't want. I people, know you want to be people, careful. People will run with stuff no. and start making stuff up and speculating on our relationship. You don't know what I'm gonna say. What are you about to say? Good grief! What I'm gonna say is that I was single when we first met. I was single for like two or three years. Boys, you were the one. You had all these girlfriends. And I was the one single, not dating anybody. So I figured I wasn't your type. And looking at those girls you were dating is clearly, they were not like me at all. They so I just but, but you got to understand. I just figured, hold I, on. I'm I telling you my perspective. I, 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 but let me write. And I'm, just I'm telling you my perspective right now. I was thinking, Boyce is not interested in me because look at the women that he's dating. They are nothing like me. And I was right. single. Right, because you go after women that you think you can get. Okay, but so that's I understand that's, what that. I, that's the <laughs> that's the bottom line. I did not really, honestly, I at that time, you know, I did not know my value. I did not know my worth. I did okay. not know. I, I that's just honestly got truth, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I just didn't. I had to grow into myself as a man. I, I gained most of my confidence by about maybe late twenties. Okay, but after that, I became. But the good thing was because okay, I, I understand. Be, but, but wait, wait. But let me explain. <laughs> the good thing was that because I learned how to be confident on my own. Like I read books about it and meditating on it, and and would you know like like I really learned confidence. So the good thing about me getting my own confidence was. It was real. It was genuine. Like when I, pre I don't pretend to be confident. A lot of these guys pretend to be confident. They feel like they got to drink some whiskey, have a beard, you know, smoke a cigar and talk tough. But no, I'm really confident. I don't need to do any of those things because I know what kind of man I am. So when you really know who the hell you are, you don't got to pretend. Okay. Right. So let me explain. Let me explain. So, right, so why, why did I have insecurities as a kid? Well, because I didn't have men. My father was there and I watched him and he was a very confident man, but he never taught me what he knew. You know, he was working all the time, you know, so I had to figure things out on my own. But I was determined enough to say, I'm not going to go through my life as a slave to my insecurities. You know, like, I don't think like your fear is like a prison. And so for me, breaking away from my fear was getting out of prison. And I said, once I get out of prison, I ain't never going back. So honestly, I go through life to this day for the last 25 years. I have walked through life basically fearless. I, I I don't fear any man. I don't fear any woman. I don't fear the white man. I don't fear crazy black people. I don't fear any of that. Okay, I now understand that. But back then, when I was 19 years old, I had nobody talking to me. You weren't trying to talk to me. You had a, a girlfriend, a couple girlfriends. You, you were had dating. Alan Henderson, a six foot nine basketball <laughs> star that was picking you up from class every day, and you didn't even. He had take, a girlfriend. You didn't I even take a hint. It doesn't matter. Men. Had, I was not dating. So hold men, on, I was not dating somebody who had men a girlfriend. With girlfriends <laughs> hit on girl, other girls all the time. Well, listen, I was not going to be somebody's side chick, even right. at nineteen and twenty. I was. I knew better than that. But anyway. So let's get back to the story because there's still some things here that need to be said. We'll have to talk about okay. the early 90s. Okay. So, you know, this really, this story is definitely related to the passport story because this interaction between these two individuals and the harsh way that they're speaking to each other, it's almost like if somebody had Enter if somebody could intervene and to sit these two people down and have a conversation what with two them. people? What are you talking about? The two people in the video. Oh, the the two, whole purpose of oh, why we're doing the, the pillow talk. Oh, the lady that said she wouldn't cook for a man. I thought we moved off from that. We're no, I'm bringing us back. Okay, okay. Let, let's circle back. But to you that. have go to ahead. listen to me when I talk. Okay, so circling back to the video at hand, we're out of the '90s. We're back into the video at hand. Okay, so back to the video at hand. 
Like if someone could sit down and intervene and say, hold on, you're speaking to your wife in this way and you seem to be very frustrated. Could you at least talk to her about what you need instead of saying what you're not doing? Talk more about here's what I will need, you know, and I think that you'll get a lot further in that way instead of putting her down because he was very contemptuous of her. And, and I would sit down with her and I would say, it looks like your husband is hurting and he's upset and frustrated. What's going on that you're not cooking dinner? What's going on? You know, what's happening with you that you're very dismissive? And if we have more interventions like this between black men and black women, then we wouldn't have the creation of the Passport Brothers. We have two people who can sit down and have a conversation with each other about what they need and what they what expectations they have in a marriage, because clearly there's some expectations there that aren't being met. And if we have more of these nice, tender conversations where we're actually listening to each other and not pointing the finger to each other, then that could get rid of the birth of the Passport Brothers who go off into Colombia and never return. They're leaving and they're coming back in a bag. And that's sad to see because I hate to see our brothers doing that, being abused here, feeling like they've been abused here, and then going across overseas and getting um, used and abused across seas. Like, where is it for a black man to go to feel love? And I think that if we don't, if we have these critical conversations where we're calm and we're respecting each other, I think that's going to be the answer to the problem with black men being frustrated. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was sad. I, I was sad to watch the video with the guy, you know, dealing with his wife. And by the way, everybody, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, and uh, we do Pillow Talk to sit and talk about issues in the black community uh, in a way that hopefully is intelligent and insightful. Uh, if you want to learn more about what Dr. Alicia does, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. And also, if you want to get some free mental health resources from Dr. Alicia, just text the word wellness to 87948. Text wellness to 87948. Now, I'm a believer that every couple should get therapy. I think that uh, just because, just the same way I was telling everybody in our financial consciousness training this morning, that most of your investments don't involve money. Um, your marriage, your relationship is an investment. And the same way you protect any other investments, like the same way you get insurance on your house where you get insurance on your car, you get insurance on your life, mm -hmm. you should get insurance on your marriage. Part of that insurance uh, could, could consist of even things like prenups, but but even once you're in the marriage, insurance on your marriage to me would be counseling, getting mm -hmm. you know a therapist to kind of help you communicate with each other because this is what you're, it sounds to me like that's what you're saying is that this is possibly a communication issue that maybe mm -hmm. uh, when, you know, either they haven't talked about it as much as they should or they at the very least didn't talk about it in the way that they should. Right, like the, I like think it's you, more the way you wait, in the way. Well, you're yeah. right. Like the way you bring it up determines mm -hmm. whether or not you actually get heard. Yeah. Right, is that what you're saying? I do. I think it's the way you bring it up because you're always going to have conflict. Like that's something that I think we need to like just be aware of. That there's always, always going to be conflict in your relationships, but conflict should doesn't need to be divisive. Conflict really should be used as a way for a couple to get to know each other better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and by the way, Carl Justin's from Metro Light Staffing Agency, LLC. Shout out to all What the does that mean? Business. He just put his business in here. I oh, okay. This, I think that's very smart. Very smart, Carl. You got to market. I mean, that's He's little, like, I'm going for it. Yo, that's a little business tip for anybody that's running a business. You got to market like crazy because if you don't tell people about your business, then no one will know. 
Uh, so you have to communicate with the world. Like the same way you form a relationship with your woman, you got to have a relationship with the world. And that relationship requires communication. So if you got a business or you got a, you know something you're working on, communicate, communicate, communicate. Like y'all see me communicating my business all the time. Uh, you know, we get in here and I will let you guys know. For example, I have a book called Financial Lovemaking that you can pick up at drboysbooks.com. And uh, you can actually use the code word book club and get 30% off anything in the store. Uh, we have financial flashcards for your kids to teach them wealth. We have financial uh, workbooks, things like that. And uh, and really, this is awesome. I'm feeling super inspired because uh, there was just a Wall Street Journal study that showed that uh, black people are the fastest growing group of new investors in the country. I think that's amazing. That's very, very important because participating in the stock market is the number one variable that determines whether or not someone has a chance to be rich. It is almost impossible in America to get rich if you don't participate in the stock market. So uh, in financial consciousness training, you guys can join us at drboyceelevate.com. Uh, that's where you can get the, the recordings, everything for life uh, right now, very cheaply. I think it's about $117 for your whole family. And this will change your generational wealth for the next 100 years, I guarantee it. We've been doing 25 days straight of financial consciousness training. We meet every morning at 10 a.m. And today we talked about how to build a family wealth circle where you can create wealth within your family. Uh, there's so many opportunities, so many ideas out here. And I encourage you to really do that because um, I, I, I don't know if, may, who knows, maybe the white man's been nice to you and, you know, working for other people has been working for you. Uh, if it has not worked for you, then you may want to look into building family wealth. You can do it. Uh, don't sell yourself short. Don't be scared. There's so much out there for you. All right. So uh, let's go to the, let's go kind of to a final thought. Um, you know, so, okay. So I, I, it's funny, we were talking about this guy, you know, who, whose wife wouldn't cook for him. And that led us to get back to that whole conversation about passport brothers getting, it's very much getting dr drugged and robbed and, and kidnapped and, and killed in, in Colombia and Medellin, by the way, that's where Pablo Escobar was from. So they have a, a history of horrendous violence, you know, so you gotta be real careful out there. Um, what are the final closing thoughts? Like what's, what, what can we learn from like just all of this chaos going on? The chaos going on. Well, the chaos in that video that was posted where the husband was got frustrated and recorded his wife. I think there's not enough appreciation between the two of them, not enough gratitude. Something in that relationship broke down where they just don't have the level of respect for each other and friendship for each other that they don't seem to be friends you know, um, and they don't seem to be very tender with each other. And that's a problem. So I really hope they get the help that they need to resolve their issues and to be back on good terms. Because I'm certain at one point they were on really wonderful terms. They were very well connected. That was the love of their life. And there are things that they can do to get back on track. And I hope that they seek those avenues. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my brother made a good, a good comment here. He says, um, I'm a black man. I, I have three college degrees. I can cook, clean change oil, tires, etc. And he says, um, and I feel like I'm experiencing an anana, anime uh, every, every day in this country. Anomaly. No, it's anime. He says anime. Oh. Uh, I guess uh, maybe um, uh, maybe uh, like just negative energy, basically, right? Like Yeah, so if he's experiencing negative energy, you know, I mean, I don't want to blame him for that, but he may want to take a look at what he what's going on with his thoughts and feelings on a daily basis yeah you know what i mean it's just like you you receive from the world what you put out and right. so the very first step is to look within see well, what's going on well what i'll say to you man your thoughts and feelings you know what <laughs> i'll say to you brother in my my most honest 
statement is uh, there's a lot of benefit you get from a therapist. Anime, okay, anime is a sociological term that means normal, nor, normlessness. You, you well, okay. spotted me because I don't. I'm not, I'm like normlessness. That's, that means without norms. I, I'm trying to really know what like get that. I don't norm normlessness. I don't know. He's, is that is that animosity? Right. I, I you get you got to explain to me, man. But 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 I'm I'm guessing you're saying that people are not treating you well or that you're not experiencing the kind of love that you're looking for. Maybe. Um, I I don't know. But 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 what I will say is if that's the case. Let me just tell everybody, you know, I was just talking to another guy today about how great a good therapist is. You know, if you can get you some therapy, just like it's really cool. You, you have this person who sit there and they'll listen to you and and you gain all these insights and they can really break you down and help you understand who you are. And uh, and it just helps you understand the world better. You know, it means that you don't feel like you fit into any particular part of society. OK, got it. Well, you know, I I, can't, I get that. I mean, when I grew up, I did not fit in with um, white people because I wasn't white. And I didn't fit in with a lot of black people because I didn't grow up in, like, stereotypical spaces. You know, like, I, I did have poverty, you know, and I would go to my grandma's house and there's a lot of the typical hood stuff. And I had a black family, but but I'd also got sent to that white school when I was in the sixth grade and and that kind of threw me off. Like, so when I got back with like black kids, I had an awkwardness. Like I didn't know how to do like a lot of the stuff that they know how to do. Like I didn't know, you know, how they stuff they did with their hair and the way they danced and all that and the way they would talk, you know? So I, I didn't fit into any, any world. And that became a strength though. It became a strength because I was able to really be my own man and I didn't feel constrained by any sort of racial norms. You know, I, I don't, you know, I never felt like I have to, fit in with black people. Um, I got invited to join every single fraternity in college. Every single black frat invited me to join. And I felt, I, I was like, why would I do that? Why do I need you to be my friend? I'm okay by myself. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm really okay not, you know, like, if you don't want, if, if I have to do this for you to be my friend, then it's okay if we're not friends, you know? And I didn't want to really hang out with white folks because I didn't understand white people either. So I kind of became my own type of blackness. And it still reflects to this day. Because I'll say things that will piss off white people and make a lot of black people mad. But I like that because it allows me to say what I think is true. It allows me to point to what I think is productive and smart and, and beneficial. And, and because there are parts of black culture that just make me want to throw up. That's the truth. There's some parts of black culture that's just like, what? Why, why, are, you, why are you doing that again? Why are you repeating the same thing that your parents did? that's like getting everybody killed and getting people sent to prison. And, you know, I, I don't understand that, you know? So um, I, I think that that's actually quite liberating. I would encourage anybody, if you really want to be able to go on your own, like don't get addicted to anybody's culture or ways of thinking. Cause most people, a lot of people really follow the crowd. And the only thing I can say is that if you follow the crowd, you're going to get exactly what the crowd is getting. And most people in the crowd are not happy. You know, you look at a lot of black people, all we know how to do is march and pray and, 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 and feel bad about life and wish white people would be nicer to us, you know, and all this other stuff. I don't want to live like that, you know, but I don't want to be white either. I'm not, I, I love being black, but I like being voice black, you know, and, and, I, and I think that whatever version of black you appreciate, like define your own version of black and be that, you know, don't let anybody talk you out of that. Don't let anybody scare you out of that. You know, don't let anybody make you fit into 
the crowd. That's not where you're supposed to be. The crowd is full of people that haven't figured out who the hell they are. So you never follow somebody who doesn't know who they are because you'll be just like them and you won't know who you are. You're imi you're literally Im imitating something that is imitating something else. And, and really, at the end of the day, when you really break down black culture and dissect it the way I have, you'll notice that what a lot of what we define as black culture is really stuff that was invented by white people. Like white people created that crap. They put that shit on TV and then we start imitating it. We're like, oh, this is what it means to be black. No, that's not true. Stop that. Find yourself, you know, but but this starts with confidence. And so like, I, so what I tell you guys, my wife stepped away because she had to go to the bathroom. But like when I tell you all, you know, I, I was honest earlier about, you know, growing up, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have a lot of self-love. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have, you know, my confidence was okay. Sometimes it was strong. Sometimes it wasn't. Um, I had to find that. I had to learn how to be confident. I had to learn how to be happy. I had to learn how to love myself. But the great thing was that because I had to do it myself, once I did it, it really stuck. You know, I wasn't copying somebody else. Like I truly internalized it. Right. So, so when I, when I tell you all, I'm really happy when I, that I'm a happy person, I'm not pretending to be happy. I'm really happy. When I tell you that I'm confident, well, I'm not pretending to be confident. I'm, I'm, I really am. I, that's really who I am. You know, and uh, and and I encourage you to do the same thing. Do the work. Do the work. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. Work on you. Make yourself the best version of you. And here's another thing I'll say, too. This is just my belief. I think when it comes to dating and all that stuff, when you do the work and you really work on you and you show up to the world as the best version of yourself and you respect yourself enough to protect yourself from the predators and, and to not let certain people into your space who don't belong there, you are going to find an amazing kind of love that's really going to make you feel valued and, and, and benefit it in this life. You're going to feel good about your experience. You're not going to walk away bitter and mad because you got used and everything else. Because people who really know who they are, who love themselves, who know how to protect that inner child and know how to sort of and, and know how important and proper their love is and know that they are the prize. People like that don't usually get used that much, you know, because you know how to identify users and predators when they come into your space. And you, and you don't you don't fold to that, right? So so, um, you know, I I would just encourage guys to do the work. That's it. That's my that's my message. Do the work. Do some therapy. You know, read a book, watch some videos. You know, and 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 sit by yourself, and meditate. You know, and and that those things those are things I do every single day to this day. And that if you ever want to know why, why I'm such a weirdo, why I'm so different from everybody else, that's why. It's because I literally do these things every single day. And the more I do these things, remember I'm 52, so I've been doing this for a long time. So the more I do this, the more my rocket ship moves further and further away from the planet. The more I move further and further away from the masses. I'm not trying to be part of the masses. Either either I can help guide you to a different space and we can rock it out together. We can go to Mars together or I'll just be out there by myself. <laughs> either way, I'm good with that. One thing I am not going to do Boy, is- Is this supposed to be your parting words? I know. I, we 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 rocking it out, babe. We we rocking it out. My wife is laughing at me because I'm because you know me. I get on the soapbox, but seriously, I just want to encourage you. Like like find you, find you, and be the best version of you that you can be. And I guarantee you that will make you happier. And then also, you know, again, do that work. Um, I think therapists are wonderful. God bless all the therapists in the world that are doing the right things for people. Um, my wife is a therapist. If you want to go make an appointment, feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com. You can also text the word wellness to 87948 and she can send you some resources. So anyway, I'm out of here, guys. Thank you guys for listening to me and putting up with me and my 
my low voice rants. I hope that it benefits somebody out there. And I love you. And I hope you guys have a good night. And I will see you soon. Take care now. Peace.